Is there no sweeter sound in the world than those adorable sounds your baby makes? You know, the coos and the little laughs can sweeten up even the worst of days. But today on the podcast, a mom from Alabama is worried about the sounds her nine-week-old daughter is making while feeding. What sounds are normal? What is cause for concern? We'll talk about the clues that your child could have more going on when they are feeding, and it just might need to be addressed. Welcome to the Mom's On Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Mom's On Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, moms. My name is Lindsay, and I live in Auburn, Alabama. I'm a first-time mom, and my daughter's only nine weeks old, so I really have no idea what is normal and what's not, but it seems like she makes a lot of grunting noises when she's taking a bottle, and she's definitely a noisy eater, whether it's grunting as she drinks or breathing really heavy. The pediatrician said that as long as she's not choking and getting all upset, like she's taking in too much air when she eats, that there's really nothing to worry about. But I'd love to hear from some other experienced moms what types of noises or sounds are normal for infants when they're bottle feeding. She always be a noisy eater or she's still just trying to figure this whole thing out. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> this is how I knew that Bryce was mine. The first time he was a toddler, <laughs> he was eating food and he was like, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I was like, oh, yeah, you enjoy food. Like, like, yeah. like his mama. Like his mama. Like his mama. <sighs> I love it. Um, some of the noises are a little bit more slurpy, though. We know, we understand oh, what you're gosh. talking or about. Or the clicking. Like oh. the... I mean, you're just like, oh, Your my gosh. face when you're doing that noise. <laughs> I wish you could see that. So How did that go? Uh, no, I'm not doing it. Do it. Nope, not doing <sighs> it again. So, you know... A few things, and we don't know a whole lot of information, but the very first thing that I would think of is one, yes, you did the right thing. You talked about this with the pediatrician, the pediatrician, listen, this baby is growing, they're healthy, there's, you know, this is strictly when we're eating that bottle. So the first thing that I would do if if I was your consultant, and we do have moms on call consultants available that can work with you one-on-one to talk through all of these things is the first thing that I would ask is which bottle, mm-hmm. which nipple are you using? Are mm-hmm. you using a short silicone wide shaped nipple where that tongue is slipping a little bit and kind of causing some of those Especially sounds? Especially at this age. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, are we using a silicone material or a latex material? Are Which we, one of those would be better, Laura, for slurping noises? If I had my druthers, <laughs> it would absolutely be a latex. Long, old-fashioned latex nipple, a little bit longer than you think is long enough. Um, so I would. the very first thing we need to do is look at what nipple you're using. The second thing that we would look at is how are you feeding? Are you feeding them laying, laying down flat? Or are you feeding them sitting up? Uh, maybe... 
A couple of tips would be to put your finger right up underneath the jaw while she's sucking and put a little bit of what I call a counter pressure so that you can keep that nice latch, but also encourage a more organized sucking pattern by just stroking that jawline. Yeah. And under the chin a little bit. So if you kind of just hook your, um, your pointer finger and just kind of almost take it under their chin and massage a bit under the chin and along the jawline, like Laura's saying, while they're eating. Sometimes you can just kind of encourage a little bit less um, of the air that they're getting in in between the different sucks. And I, I would think that this baby probably is having some gas as well, taking in a little bit more air, yeah, you know. That's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. And, and the next thing that we would want to look at, and I'm sure that your pediatrician took a look at this, is to make sure that they're not tongue-tied. We have yeah. seen so much tongue-tied. There's been so much, so much tongue-ties. And, and some tongue-ties, absolutely no big deal. They work themselves out. But, but let's, let's talk about what is a tongue-tie. So for people who don't understand what that means. So we want to describe exactly what a tongue-tie is. So there's a little piece of tissue underneath the tongue that attaches the tongue to the bottom of the mouth. And I always say, you know, When they're crying, take a look in that mouth. And if it looks like there's a a piece of really tight skin that would pop like a rubber band, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good indication that it's tight and keeping that tongue from doing exactly what we want it to do. Or you can't see the tongue reach the roof of the mouth when their mouth is open. It won't come out. Their tongue just kind of sits and won't come all the way out. So that... I you don't have, have to d- diagnose it yourself. No. You can ask no. your pediatrician. They'll look right in there and they'll yeah. be able to and tell And I you. am sure that, that they have looked. But that is one thing. I would look at the tongue tie. The other is a lip tie. Uh, that's the frenulum up at the top. And, and it can, we all have that, but it can be really, really thick and keep that lip from flailing out uh, and keeping that nice latch on those bottles. Or, or nursing. We have a lot of nursing babies that make all those funky, weird noises like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) So no matter what, like Laura said, you did the right thing. Let the people who are trained to do this, when you notice these things are happening, let them take a look. In our experience, I would say probably 70% of the time, it has to do with the nipples size and shape. And our favorites are on momsoncall.com. We have a little Amazon list, so you can go look at exactly what Laura is talking about. That is our favorite bottle type and not be they're not giving us a kickback we just have seen it work over and over and over again and so many feeding problems and i think one good thing one thing that we probably should point out too jennifer is you know everybody says oh well i'm using the four plus month nipple or i'm using the you know stage one or stage two and they're trying to go by the ages and that just there is no standard right there's no universal standard and a four plus month nipple may work beautifully for a six-week-old baby it is trial and error Mm -hmm. and you can't go by what the package says so you do have to kind of try those out and so not only are you looking at the type of nipple the material the shape, you're looking at the flow of that nipple um, and playing around with that as well. And I'll tell you, the best way to do this, and I have done this over and over and over again, is to have a Moms on Call consultant walk you through it. 
I've done this with so many clients and it's just so great to have somebody in your corner that can kind of watch, see what's happening and make those adjustments and help you to feel confident about the adjustments. Be like, nope, just give them another, you know, time or two. Cause sometimes, you know, you just, you're not sure. I don't know. Is this the right flow or isn't this the right flow? Well, we have people that know and, you know, we can connect you with them. And it makes that process so much easier. Let me tell you, even babies who wouldn't take a bottle at all, um, we get them uh, situated. So these moms or dads can go back to work or, you know, whatever situation they're in. You know, I had a, a set of grandparents that were watching this baby, you know, all day. It was a foster baby. And, you know, so that baby didn't want to take a bottle at first. And we just worked through it. And so, you know, even in most difficult of circumstances or unexpected of circumstances, these kids are so capable. And sometimes just having somebody to partner with you alongside of you who has done this before and who knows what to look for is just really helpful. So yeah, the pediatrician, fantastic. If you can have a mom's on-call consultant walk you through that. Um, in your specific case, it sounds like you've done the things that are reasonable. Um, you know, look at changing that nipple and look see at if changing that makes that a, nipple. Feeding sitting upright. Mm -hmm. Put a little counter pressure under that jaw and jawline. Uh, and if that's not working, Moms on Call Consultant will partner with you and help you to work it out. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive not just survive your amazing parenting journey.